Welcome back to the Superflex Super Show. It is just me at Swagzilla0G this week. John's letting me do it. I- I'm surprised as well. Uh, so anyway, so we'll try to do it some justice. I want to cut in really quick and just mention the week nine bye weeks before we get into standard operating procedures. The Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers are all on a bye week, week nine. So there's going to be some teams with the troubles. I mentioned this a lot because something I like to try to do when I'm operating my teams is look to those teams that have some needs and see if there's anybody I like to trade away. Maybe it'll be some of the cells we have on standard operating procedures this week. Maybe just somebody on your team you're ready to get rid of. Maybe you have a depth issue, maybe a position to fill. A lot of times I like to look at the teams with the bye weeks, see who has them, especially in Dynasty. It's a move I like to make a lot. And then attack those teams in a in a way that helps both sides, to be fair. But maybe you have Austin Eckler in Dynasty. You're out of contention. You look to that Nick Chubb team. And you make an offer. Not for Nick Chubb. You're not getting Nick Chubb. That's not what we're doing here. But maybe you work something out with that team that is on a bye week with Nick Nick Chubb. So those are the bye weeks this week. Hop right in. Get to the guys that you should already have rostered. So we want to make sure these guys are rostered in our leagues. If not, we want to try to get them on our team. For me, this is going to kind of flow right into the waiver wire process. Because honestly, if we can, let's throw some waivers on these guys too. One I wanted to mention, though, is Kenyon Drake. Sounds a little gross, I know, but we've seen what Kenyon Drake can do before. We've seen what running backs can do in this Ravens backfield. Drake was running back nine, week six, running back 16, week eight. Week seven, he kind of fell off a little bit. He still had some touches that week. It just wasn't as pretty. Gus Edwards is banged up. It is a rough matchup against the Saints week nine. But Kenyon Drake is somebody I think that you should have rostered already. Worth a waiver claim, maybe that number two to number three this week. Evan Ingram, somebody else that I think that you should have rostered, especially if you need some tight ends or if you're just sick of the stream. He was tight end seven, week five, tight end 16, week six, tight end 10, week seven, and then tight end four, week eight. He's getting the volume there in Jacksonville. I think they have a week 10 buy, so you can only use him... One more week. I believe that's correct. Is that right, Hogue? He's checking it out for us right now. He'll get back with us. But Evan Ingram is somebody that I would be happy to have rostered throughout this period. He's one of those names that's kind of tainted, so nobody wants to add. But I think that he should be rostered. And if not, he's ready for that waiver claim this week. Somebody else we've been monitoring a lot. John and I have talked a lot, and that's Jameson Williams. It's getting closer and closer. I don't know if there's irony in the fact that John set this up for me to record solo like 10 minutes after TJ Hawkinson was traded. Nonetheless, there's going to be some targets there to go around. Um, I don't quite know what to think of all this yet. I don't know if Brock Wright is the tight end even worth rostering. I don't even know if it's a monitoring situation, but Jameson Williams is somebody that I would still like to roster. And why not get him now? Then the waiver wires got interesting this week. The real reason John put me on here alone, he knew I'd have to mention Rondale Moore and and he deserves to be mentioned. He's gotten some target volume the last three or four weeks. I think he has eight or more. And then la- the week seven, he fell off with only two targets, kind of disappeared. 
But now even with DeAndre Hopkins balling out, Rondale Moore is getting some nice open opportunities. So definitely somebody I think worth rostering rest of the way. Maybe in Dynasty, I think he's somebody you still consider to sell. You know you'd have to get that a little bit from me, but Rondale Moore is in strong consideration for the number one waiver priority this week and up there with like the Kenyon Drake for me. And then there's Garrett Wilson had a really nice week, finally getting some volume there from Zach Wilson. We don't see the chemistry happening with Elijah Moore. We'll see if he's traded before the end of this segment. And then Romeo Dobbs. I think you have to add Romeo Dobbs if he's not rostered in your leagues. He fell off a little bit week seven, but then he gets the volume again in week eight from Aaron Rodgers. Another touchdown for Romeo Dobbs having a fantastic rookie season. So I think you go Rondale Moore, Kenyon Drake, Romeo Dobbs, Garrett Wilson, and then you go Terrace Marshall, who I think is going to get some volume if we continue to see P.J. Walker starting. And if you need a quarterback, Justin Fields is the ad. Second half of the season here, of this actual season, so the second half of games played, he's a QB1. And it looks like he's going to continue to utilize his legs. He's hitting, uh, I almost said Rondell Moore, but Darnell Mooney a lot more. I think Justin Fields is that ad that you can continue to ride out the rest of the way. And then we've got to get to next week, this week. I feel like I'm going a little bit fast for Super Flex Super Show style. I'm going to get in trouble from the Rogue Hogue. All of my guys for next week, this week, though, are actually on a bye week this week. And I think that they are players that you can utilize. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a wide receiver that John's brought up on this show before. And I, I think it's still the same. Like this guy, he's on a bye week, like I said, but he's continued to get the target volume. I don't think there's been a week since week four that he's had less than four or five targets. So since week four, he's had 31 targets and he's brought in 23. But then the last three weeks, 15 targets and he's brought in 14 of them. And don't forget, he's going to be getting Deshaun Watson soon. I don't think the wide receivers are going to get much better in Cleveland just because they're getting a quarterback upgrade. So continue to lean on Donovan Peoples-Jones. And maybe for it to even get better in those yards to go up and the opportunities to be better. Another next week this week guy is Latavius Murray. Getting on the bye week. We got a couple Denver Broncos this week. This one's tough because it's like Melvin and Gordon and Latavius Murray both looked kind of meh week eight. I think Murray had a few more touches. Neither of them did great with the opportunities. Both of them got a touchdown. It seems like they want Murray to get the touches for whatever reason. I don't know if Melvin Gordon is hobbled and he's healthier out of the bye week and they go back to him a little bit more, but it seems like Murray's going to be the guy that's going to get the carries. Somebody's got to get them there. They're both gross. We talk about a lot of gross running backs. I think it could be Latavius Murray. I think he's the running back you might want to get a hold of out of that backfield. Again, though, we think or I think that you could get these guys after waivers have cleared. That's Donovan Peoples-Jones, Latavius Murray. And then the last one is Greg Dolchich, who seems like he's he's going to get the opportunities as well there in Denver. I think if I get Evan Ingram off waivers, I'm happy just leaning that way and going with the other two this week for next week this week. I don't know if I want to dip into the tight end pool too much. It's so fluky. Shoot, we just saw Tyler Conklin come up with, I think, a top top three tight end week 
just out of the blue, who should be a, a huge fade. I don't even want to talk about Tyler Conklin on the show, though. So that's all we'll say about him. Some drops for me. I'm sorry, John, but I'm dropping Isaiah Pacheco. I don't care how much I despise Clyde Edwards-Alaire at this point. I just don't think Pacheco's the guy. Shoot, maybe they'll give that to Kadarius Tony, who I'm also dropping. I just think the hype's gotten completely out of hand on Kadarius Tony. I think there's better options on that team who you'd we we don't even like to talk about. McCole Hardman, for example. I'll I'll take McCole Hardman over Kadarius Tony the rest of the season. Hardman actually has silently gotten some looks too the last few weeks. Four for five. That was week six, then three for four, 42 yards. No, that was week six. Then they had the bye week, week eight. So week five, he was four for five with 73 yards. Then three for four. So he's getting four targets. Four for four, week seven. I don't know that they're just all of a sudden going to go away from McCole Hardman to Kadarius Toney. They're definitely not just going away from Juju to Kadarius Toney. That's not how this is going to play out. Andy Reid already has said that they're going to give him the time to to learn that they, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't quite get it. They already made the trade and they're like, oh man, we made a mistake. Who did this? While I, why is Kadarius Tony in our lot? Who made this trade? Yeah, so drop Kadarius Tony. Drop Dobbins if you don't have an IR. This one hurts. Drop Hunter Renfro. It's just not happening like I thought it was going to and Hunter Renfro in the first place was somebody that you could really only utilize in PPR, which a lot of us play, but even in half PPR, it got kind of murky. So then if you were playing in a standard league, he was even more useless. Nonetheless, they had Adams. I think that Carr is just going to keep targeting the hell out of Hunter Renfro, and it just hasn't happened even when he's healthy. So I think Hunter Renfro is somebody that needs to be dropped if you want to continue to try to win this year. It's just not happening like we thought it would. I'm sure he'll have some games after this, but it's it you're not starting him right now, are you? Like it's tough. Get some of these other guys that could get you points or that maybe have hope in a different way like Jameson Williams top of the show. Rondell Moore is doing it. Romeo Dobbs, Garrett Wilson, Hunter Renfro is not. Really thought he would, so it's it's too bad. Drop Naheem Hines. Those are my drops. I'm fading Michael Carter because I really truly believe that James Robinson is going to continue to get a little bit more work in this offense. I think he's the more proven talent. I think he's the better running back. I think that there's a reason the Jets went out to get him and I don't just think it was to have him playing behind Michael Carter. Listen, we understand these situations when it's somebody like Christian McCaffrey. This is not a comp. But we understand that they change teams and they have to get integrated into an offense. This is not a comp. Okay, honestly, this is not a comp. I know that James Robinson isn't Christian McCaffrey, but he still is going to a new team, went to a new team, got a minimal amount of work week eight. He's going to get more work as the season goes on. I'm fading Michael Carter, moving to James Robinson, like most definitely. I'm fading Jared Goff, who had a great, Week eight, he was a QB one again, as expected. But then we go into week nine and he gets a tough matchup against the Packers. There's no way I'm starting Jared Goff week nine. I think this is a good out for you in nine in Dynasty as well to try to sell off the nice week that Jared Goff just had. Hit up some of those bye week teams. 
that might be in some kind of need. I have my concerns about Jared Goff's future in the NFL. He's tough to move even when he's doing good. I think that you try to take advantage again of that game that he had week eight and sell him before another potential stinker week nine against the Packers. Not to mention, he just lost Hawkinson. I'm sure Amon's there this week. He'll have Swift, maybe. He even said Swift maybe came back, or that is Dan Campbell, said Swift maybe came back a week early, and he wasn't quite ready. So it's it, maybe you just start seeing, I don't know, yeah. Definitely fading Jared Goff off his decent week eight performance. My buys, my holds. I am buying, like I just said, James Robinson. I don't think it's going to take much. He had a stinker of a week eight, and I think that he's... One of those players that people are always going to be a little bit harder on than the next guy, if that makes any sense to you. So I think that he's somebody that I think you can get him like, again, cheaper than Michael Carter in all formats from redraft to dynasty. And I think that he's going to be the guy that will help you more rest of season. Now, this buy is a lot different, but I am buying Christian McCaffrey and I'm going all in. This isn't somebody you're going to tinker around with or anything, whether you're winning or losing dynasty redraft if you're making an offer for christian mccaffrey in dynasty you need to make an offer you know maybe you're offering your injured dobbins or javante williams and something else on top of that probably at this point but i am all in going for a christian mccaffrey in this 49ers offense to try to win it in 2022 i'm willing to completely pay up and and i know this isn't like a hot take or anything savvy Really, my point here is I'm willing to pay up. I'm not just kind of like going to feel it out and like put the kid gloves on. I'm I'm going in fighting for McCaffrey and I want to add him to my as many teams as I can and try to win in 2022. That is, of course, if you're in contention, obviously. Another one I'm buying is DeAndre Hopkins. Mentioned him a little bit when we talked about Rondale Moore, but I am all about adding Hopkins. We should have been doing this the whole time. We knew when he was coming back. We knew he'd be fresh, but we also knew he was too old. But this is what he does. This is what he's done in the past with Kyler Murray. And he really picked off better than he left off. He's fresh and he's a wide receiver one in the NFL. I'm I'm about paying for Hopkins. Not in the same way that I am McCaffrey, but I'm willing to pay up a little bit for Hopkins. You'll get an age discount anyway, so you don't need to be all in. I I am selling AJ Brown. 50% of his production came in week one and week eight. AJ Brown is a certified stud. I want to be clear here, but he's just a wide receiver. Not only that, but like even more of his production, fantasy production came in week eight. Like if you split the production as 50-50, it was more like 60-40 of week one and week eight. Week eight was exceptional, like those video game numbers that you want to see from your your players here and there when you really need that win. It's it's not what happens every week with any player. I have seen him now as the wide receiver one in Dynasty again. There's no reason he shouldn't be in those conversations. I'm not saying that's silly, but you get these boosts off all of these big weeks. Take advantage of it. You can get another really cool wide receiver plus at this point. You can get uh, equal wide receiver and maybe a first at this point. This window won't last long, but I'm absolutely all about selling A.J. Brown off his best game of the season so far and maybe the rest of the way. Tony Pollard, 
I'm absolutely selling Tony Pollard. Dynasty again, redraft, all of it. We know Zeke's been beat up. Tony Pollard looked really good week eight. No denying that. But I I think they play one more week, right? And then they go into the week 10 bye week. You're going to get a healthy Zeke back. Tony Pollard's no young pup anyway. I think that he's just that name that we've always gotten a little bit too excited about. He's viable. He's going to be somebody you can flex. Throw in there on the bye weeks. Every now and then you get one of these huge weeks from Tony Pollard where the world is just set on fire. And and they're like, see, that's what we've been waiting for. And if you hear people say, see, that's what we've been waiting for more than a few times in a player's career, it's not worth always waiting for again. It just doesn't happen. I want to wait for something and then have some consistency after it happens. Tony Pollard does not do that for us. I don't. I don't think he's going to. That's really all I've got. I don't know if I left a lot out this week, John, or if I just talked quicker than us together. Again, I do appreciate you letting me doing this. Letting me doing this. I am at Swagzilla0G on Twitter. He is the Superflex Dude. And this is the Superflex Super Show. Five star review it. And I'm out.